Hey, Michael. Well, hey there. Well, how are you there? You know, I'm uh, I'm a little cold after we just got back from Hawaii. Yeah. And uh, literally, we're getting off the plane in our shorts looking like idiots with snow on the ground. So that was fun. Yeah. I'm just trying to get right back into Minnesota, you know, so um, I came in a little too nice and easy, you know, with my laid back Hawaiian attitude. And now I just need to like bundle up and, and just get out there and hit it. Yeah. You know how they talk about island time? Like we noticed while we were there how everybody was a little bit slower just at anything they did. Right. And I think a part of that is that they're just not so dang cold. Exactly. We're moving so fast just for the sheer body heat. Yeah. It's all about our kinetic energy to to try to warm ourselves up. (laughs) All right. We've got a lot to cover. So let's dive into this thing. Middle of November already, November 15th. I was just watching this thing, Michael, that said, um, November's like the one month nobody can believe came. (laughs) Came and went. Right. It's like, I can't believe it's November. I just can't believe it's November. Like, everybody says this. Oh, God. And they're they're all, like, amazed. Like, look at how dark it is outside. Like, you know? It's hard. People just can't wrap their head around it. It is hard to get used to. I mean, honestly, every year, like it's as much of a cliche as it is, every year it hits a little harder than the year before. Like we've all been here. We've all experienced this. It shouldn't be a surprise, but. You know what hit me a little hard? What? Our flight to Hawaii was on daylight savings shift. Oh, yes. Like that was a little just confusing to me, I think. <laughs> That's scary because like dealing with airports is scary enough in the first place. It's right, <laughs> like, what right. time did it say? Did I read it wrong? Right. And then on top of it, the world is just has this collective handshake agreement that the time changes <laughs> in the middle of it. But not everybody does. It's we, not the whole world. No, you're right. Arizona's got it right. Seriously. If you're from Arizona, hit us up. Just leave it alone. Go back to the last season. We have an episode where we rant pretty heavily about daylight savings time. It's true. (laughs) Go back and listen to that because we have really big things to talk about today. Yes. Okay. So what do we got? Okay. I can't just go right into this because my blood pressure isn't ready for it. Okay. Let's get, let's find mildly upsetting things to get us there. Okay. That sounds good. (laughs) Um, Do you have a not sponsored today? Um, I do. I'm not exactly proud of it. Uh, <laughs> but I started watching a new show. Okay. I get suckered into all of the streaming services because if you want to watch this, you need this. And if you want to watch that, you need that. And if you want to watch this, you need the premium version of that one, not the free version of that one. So next thing you know, I have Peacock now. And <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I've like, what, all of a sudden, that's why I'm able to go back and rewatch all of the uh, below decks. Like I just talked about, because they're all on Peacock. They um, are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm, I'm all on the Bravo streaming thing trying to watch. Wait, is it Bravo? Yeah, it's Bravo. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, those are all on Peacock, and so is uh, Flipping Out with Jeff Lewis, which is probably my second oh. second favorite show ever. So that's pretty cool. cool. But Peacock also has their own original series, just like Hulu does and Netflix does and whatever. Um, and so I've been seeing ads for this, and I'm just going to get it out there. It's called Girls 5 Eva. No. And that's because that's one more than four Eva. And yeah. they're going to be friends three gather because that's one more than two gather. Uh. I <laughs> feel a lot of shame and guilt about this. I really like it. I only started watching it because it has Sarah Bareilles in it. 
oh, okay, maybe I'll check it out then. She's awesome. She's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, if she's agreed to be in this, like as like the main character, it's got to be good, right? And it's just comic gold. Like they're constantly poking fun at themselves. The whole premise is they're like this uh, 1999 to 2001 girl group uh, that that <laughs> hit it big with like one song that they're going to be famous five ever, but now they're 40. They weren't. <laughs> they're like <laughs> just <laughs> these old has-beens, one hit wonder trying to make a comeback. It's pretty cool. So check nice. it out. I was laughing pretty hard at some of the bits in this show. Okay. I actually will check it out. And, and if you didn't see it, cause I know you don't follow me on the Instagram, Matthew. <clears throat> I follow. I just don't check it. <laughs> All right, shameless plug. Anybody can follow my Instagram <laughs> at MD Atwood. Hit me up. Uh, but I had a funny thing from like I videotaped this in my story yesterday. They had a completely clear grand piano, like it was made of like clear plexiglass or something, and wow. it was the most beautiful thing. But then the bits for that whole episode about this clear piano, like, <laughs> is it there? Can we see it? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's I mean, it's genuinely not there. And they're like, wait, are we crazy? Is it, and they like throw out a sheet and it rests perfectly on the piano shape. <laughs> it was, <laughs> nice. it was gold. It was comedic gold. So anyway, check it out. Terrible name. Uh, you're going to have to feel that little twinge of guilt. Anytime someone asks you what shows you're watching, but it's worth it. Girls five Eva on Peacock. Awesome. Well, mine is also something that I watched recently. Mm. Um, so I decided um, quite a while ago, <laughs> I was like, you know, I've seen like a couple of Iron Man movies. Mm -hmm. um, I've never seen any of the Captain America movies. I've never seen any of the Hulk movies. I've, really? I've like, What's that yeah, about? I, I don't know. I just was like, like, I love, I like them. Yeah. You know, I'm like, these are super cool. I just, my kids are too young to watch that stuff. You know, they'll, mm -hmm. yeah. My daughter will cry and my oldest will actually reenact all of the stunts. Um, oh, he can jump off a two-story roof? I'll try that. Anyway, so just uh, not going to go there. And my wife really does not like violence. So I have to kind of just find times when I can watch these on my own. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's I, have no, I have no alone time in my home. <laughs> right. So um, it's been going on for quite a while. Um, and... I'm not watching them in release order. I'm watching them in the uh, oh, like the chronological. Tomatoes, like yeah, like the MCU best chronicle chronological oh, okay. order, so that the, all the movies tie into each other, right? That's pretty fun. Um, yeah, so I'm like, okay, this is cool, and um, I, you know, we recently flew to. Where did we fly to? Oh, oh, uh, we went to Disney. So I was able Hawaii? to get... <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, but I was able to to squeeze in uh, a couple on the flight there, and my I was sitting next to my oldest son, and he kept leaning over, and I'd punch him a little. There Stop you it. Go. But mm. anyway, so I just finished um, Captain America: Civil War, and Ooh. and that's when like. Tom Holland is in it as Spider-Man and mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just cool. It's just cool. Like, uh, so anyway, even though it was a Captain America movie, it really was so much more like there was sometimes I was like, wait, is this Captain America? Like, yeah, oh, I mean, he's in it, but it's all of the Avengers are in it. Um, 
including Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. Love and it. He's just hilarious. Yes. Um, so, you know, it's, I feel kind of geeky. Like, yes, I love these Marvel movies because it's, you know, comic booky, but they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. They're super funny. Um, they build in lots of comedy and then they, uh, you know, there's action, which is fun. Um, sometimes it goes on a little long. I'm like, okay, all right, I get it. I know exactly what's going to happen. Just get there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I've been like really, really into this. And, you know, I, I think I talked one time about, you know, uh, Disney's acquisition of Marvel, Uh but how they don't like start the Marvel movies. (laughs) Disney. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? It they kept true to the Marvelness. <laughs> they give everyone big eyes. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Um anyway, so uh this whole cinematic universe that they've created now is is pretty impressive. Like how they actually tie together. Yeah. Um, and the forward thinking that needs to happen to think about okay, in three years, we're going to release this movie. And so we should tease it here based on something that they found. And then three mm-hmm. years later, you watch this movie. You're like, oh my gosh, I totally saw the beginning of that three years ago. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy forward thinking, which I think is impressive. So that's really floating my boat. Cause I just finished that movie. That's amazing. I lo- I yeah. don't, I like them. I like, I really like Spider-Man. <laughs> I think he's the coolest. Uh, especially after I watch something like scary, I just need, I, I need the comfort of knowing everything's going to be okay. Like every Marvel movie ends with them <laughs> saving the world and I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah. Um, but I can't say I've seen all of them. Like, have I seen Captain America? Yeah. But which one? I don't know. There's so many like there subtitles and like Avengers and game war and, and Avengers infinity games and I, there's so many, but I've seen them just probably not all of them or in the right order or yeah, except for Hulk. Nobody liked the Hulk. (laughs) Oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, Bruce uh, Banner. uh, uh, Yeah. Well, yeah. Are you impressed? I knew that. (laughs) I am. Mark Ruffalo. Yes. Mark Ruffalo. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's pretty good. I did not like the Ed Norton Hulk. Oh yeah. That was like, no, 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 no. I can't get around that. But the highly intelligent, uh, you know, Bruce Banner is is way better than the weirdo. Anyway, whatever. So um, <laughs> I have so many other things to talk about. Okay. So are we getting there or, or, or do you have anything else? Let's just rip off the Band-Aid. Are you sure? Yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. I'm, I'm going to try to stay calm. But I have previous feelings about this that are going to work their way in. And I have the excitement of new feelings that, <laughs> I don't know, I'm going to be this whole weird bundle of emotion because I, I've been very angry, but now I'm kind of doing like a weird little happy dance. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm all over the place. So let me, just, let me just ease into this a little bit. I just want to imagine okay. what's going on inside your head. Like from that movie inside out, they're probably all just like, what is this? It's a new feeling. It's a new one. It's a new one. Yes. You know, when they first realized that, that two feelings can coexist, joy and sadness <laughs> create a core memory that is two 
it's sure it's uh-huh. not just a singular okay that's how i feel here except it's all of them it's a little <laughs> bit of disgust it's a little bit of joy that <laughs> we haven't even told the people what you're so worked up about all right let me start with this ask any realtor anywhere what they think of Zillow's Zestimate. Mm-hmm. When they're done laughing and wiping away their tears, they'll simply say, let's talk. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about Zillow. Yeah. I, some big some big things have happened in the last few weeks with them. So Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm both giddy and also like still angry yeah there's still anger there's still flames shooting out of my head um so you see what what makes me angry what zillow did to our nation is create this like like a like a mass stupefaction yeah of what real estate values are and what they mean and how they're determined blah 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 right Okay, like literally my pulse is up right now. I can I can <laughs> I feel it through the microphone right now. It's a, oh my gosh. it's a little intense. But it's like I maybe need the to textbook the textbook example of like how much damage you can do with ignorance. Exactly. Exactly. And this is this is what so much of Silicon Valley does, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's they're not real estate companies seeking to seek new ways of doing real estate. They're not, um, I mean, Amazon's very successful in some ways, but I also have some feelings about how they've ruined America. (laughs) But (laughs) um, Amazon was not a retailer that said, I think we can reinvent retailing. Mm -hmm. These are tech companies who go, I created cool tech. What should I apply it to? Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, how about this? Right? Exactly. It's like spin the wheel and, oh, let's uh, disrupt uh, this. And what still blows my mind is Zillow shows quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter losses all the time. Yep. They don't make money. They, no, <laughs> at all. And yet their Wall Street value remains pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Then you've got companies like Realogy, the parent company to Century 21, Coldwell Banker, ERA, Better Homes and Gardens, Sotheby's, Corcoran, you know, all these things. And and they show quarter after quarter massive profits. Mm-hmm. And Wall Street's like... And sustainable. Eh. Like history. Exactly. Historically sustainable. It, it, But it's not exciting to Wall Street, right? Like Wall Street is more sold right. on a dream than facts right. and <laughs> performance. I I was reading uh or maybe I heard this once. I think you did too actually. The um that Amazon shares sell for like eight times what Walmart shares sell shares sell for, mm-hmm. but Walmart actually makes three times the profit of Amazon. Yeah. Like and there's a difference between what your market value is and people are like, oh my gosh, Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world. Um, well, n- not really. Right. He doesn't have that money. <laughs> right. It's because some people in Wall Street said, wow, it's I think it should that. be worth a ton of money, way more than he's ever made. Anyway, okay. Every, <laughs> every single realtor 
at some point, if not multiple points, if not every day, has those sellers who are like, but Zillow said my house was worth more. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay, I think I can uh, sell your house for uh, $275,000 based on all of my research. Right. Well, Zillow said it's worth $575,000. That's that's a little ways off. Yeah. That's a little yeah. that's a little far. So, <laughs> you know my favorite response I've been saying for years mm-hmm. is like, "Really? Can you tell me what Zillow loved about your home?" Mm-hmm. Like, what did they like? What specific things did Zillow say will help your home sell for 20% more than any comp on the market that actually sold? I also think it's so funny because the premise of the Zestimate is just numbers, right? It's just algorithms. It's It's, just converting things to digits and figures. And the lie that every seller believes about their home is no, my home is special. So how does that compute? You can't have both things. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Be like, no, my home is special. Treat it like just a number. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's, Uh, That's exactly right. It's not based on where the market is and these like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's technology trying to replace the intelligence of people, right? real people who do this for a living, who can see trends, who can see things shifting before an algorithm. And we'll get into how their algorithm did not see things shifting mm-hmm. here in a second, because <laughs> okay. I'm not done talking about how much I dislike Zillow. Um, <laughs> Okay, so the problem is Zillow, uh-huh. and to be fair, some really bad real estate agents, they are out there. They exist. They've convinced people. They've convinced people that sellers should like, should like shop, right? Like, well, this agent will sell my house for this. This agent will sell my house for this. This agent, like, you should shop those out to see which agent will give you the highest price. Ain't nobody gi- that, that's ain't not no how agent this works. giving you a price. They're not. Gi- oh. Okay. I actually had somebody once. Um, I was on a board of directors and they approached me and said, hey, so I, I, you know, would love to work with your company. Um, I had, I had one of your agents come out and, uh, and talk to me about selling my home. But I also like, I know so many other realtors. And so I, felt bad like she's a she's a pretty high profile person in in southern minnesota so she's like i don't want to just be like oh i only talked to such 21 atwood because they're the best mm-hmm. i also have to talk to some other agents just to make them all feel like it was fair like what right just to make them all feel like okay, okay. i gave them all a shot at the table like i didn't just not give them the opportunity yeah. to come and give me a listing presentation but here's the thing that she said to me that floored me um, I had these three different agents, one being from C2 and Atwood, and they all told me the exact same price. Isn't something wrong with that? Mm. And I'm like, no, no, that's, that's a good thing. Right. That means they all did their research. Yeah. But they all are going to price my home this, the same. I want to know who's going to price my home higher and work for that. I'm like, this is not how that works. This isn't scalping tickets outside of a stadium where your salesmanship really comes into play. You know? Right. This is 
following the market. So if they all do a really good job, they should arrive at the same number. That, Unfortunately, exactly what I was going to say, yeah, they all just did their yeah. job well for a change. Exactly. So, no, it's the opposite of alarming. It's the first time I haven't been alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let me ask the general public this, because, uh, you know, you can all respond while we're recording this. Yes. Um, if, if Agent A priced your home at a high dollar and Agent B priced your home at a medium dollar and Agent C priced your home at a low dollar, who should you choose to work with? I would beg to say that the vast majority of people out there will say, mm -hmm. well, A, the one that gave me the highest dollar. Unless they're buying it from you, they didn't give you anything right. other than maybe some some pillow talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The so then you have the the like, oh no, see, I understand this though. So I should work with B, the one that comes in in the middle. The thing is, this is a trick question. Yeah. Don't work with either of those. Or maybe do. Work <laughs> with the one who did the most research. Exactly. Ask them, show me your comps, show me the research that you put into this. And for those of you listening, I would love for you to all, you know, leave a voicemail on this uh, by clicking on the link. But how many times did you have agents come out where they printed off an MLS sheet and circled and highlighted a few things and said, so, you know, probably, you know, this then. Oh my gosh. They could, if someone like, can't even be bothered to do like the two seconds of prep work for your appointment, what makes you think they're going to do any of the prep work for a real bona fide buyer? Oh, right. Absolutely. <sighs> anyway, and then there are really bad agents out there, kind of like Zillow, mm -hmm. who, who know that if they go in there and say, okay, the comps showed, and they're saying this to themselves, the comps all showed that this house will sell for... 325. Sure. I'm going to go in there and say 375 so that they go, really? You can do that? Uh-huh. And then they'll get the listing. Mm -hmm. And then after a couple months, I'll be like, gosh, you know, the market has just really slowed down since I took that listing. Let's talk about price reductions. And you know what almost always happens? They sell for 275. Right. When they could have sold at 325 to the person who did their research. Mm-hmm. So work with the person who did research. Okay, back to Zillow. I was going to say, we've gone along. I know. Okay, <clears throat> but we're back. So many feelings, Michael. It's because everything's related, and it makes sense. You're like taking these traits of questionable <laughs> yeah. realtors and applying them to big business. <laughs> and we're yes. saying this is part of why we got here, because it's taking someone who isn't, I don't know, making their decisions or, or guided by integrity. Is that a fair thing to say? Um, yeah. I. What's hard for me is I don't know if Zillow is, just doesn't have integrity or if they are so lost in their tech office in Silicon Valley going, I don't understand. The technology said this should work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I don't... I, like it's just misguided. Yeah. Yeah. So... Here's the big news. You probably have all seen it. It's all over the place. Uh, Zillow is done with its iBuying program. So I didn't even start to get into that yet, right? Mm -hmm. What iBuying is. They they were so confident in their Zestimate that they're like, you know what? We'll just make the Zestimate our offer. So if somebody 
goes on and says, oh, Zillow says my house is worth this? Yeah, make me an offer. And Zillow will actually buy that from you for Mm -hmm. that. That's how confident they were in their Zestimate, which is funny to me because the founder of Zillow, the Zestimate on his own home was off by more than a million dollars on his own home. Oh, yeah, but we fixed it since then. Bull. (laughs) You know what I think a little bit, though? Like, so with the Zestimate, with them being that confident, and I think there's maybe an a little bit of an air of like arrogance or well we set the market like if they know that so many people across yeah. the nation are going but the zestimate says whether they're sellers or even big businesses are using zestimates for their their basic understanding of real estate values so maybe they're saying yeah. it doesn't matter if our calculation or our algorithms are wrong because real estate values are set by the public and the public believes us right and we're so big that we kind of become the public. Yeah, it's the monopoly. Yeah. That's a whole other huge, greater issue Mm -hmm. that there are these giant companies buying up homes for the sole purpose of turning around and selling them at a higher price. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's, it's, um, the, uh, what's his name? Jack Dorsey, the, the, the founder of, of Twitter, um, was like, we're in a hyperinflation mode right here right? Because our of our economy. This is like artificial inflation of the real estate market. Mm-hmm. They call this flipping, but it isn't. Like people buy homes, fix them up, like dilapidated homes that nobody will want to live in, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And they're just going to continue to sit there and rot. So um, they, they buy the home, they put in a lot of time and money and blood and sweat and tears. And expertise. And fix, yeah. And expertise. Exactly. They don't overdo it. I mean, some do. <laughs> no, but, but they, like they know what has to be done. There's also someone what with Zillow, they have or had uh, certain contractors that would just fix the thing right. up according to this certain scope. But there wasn't an actual like project manager, a general contractor, someone saying, well, this is code. This is good. This is areas to save money. This is the expertise factor. It's just oh, like yeah. new no. toilet, new toilet equals $23, $23 goes to you, you know? Exactly. And it, it, it all came down to algorithm again. Mm-hmm. Not like, what is the market buying right now? What right. trends do they like? What, you know, whatever. So they're calling this flipping, but it isn't because they're not going in and doing all that. All they're doing is just buying it mm-hmm. and then selling it back at a higher price. Now, let's just imagine that Zillow and Open Door and these other companies that are doing this continue to be successful, right? Like, let's say that 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 it was successful. Mm-hmm. How the they will control the inflation of the real estate market. They will be solely responsible because they're buying up these homes and then selling them higher the next day. They will be solely responsible for the real estate market continuing to just go crazy instead of really letting the market determine what it is. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is they can't be successful. And that's what brings me to my joy. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's good. We can change the emotion. Let's get it. Zillow in their third quarter earnings report uh, a couple weeks ago uh-huh. said that the company reported a pre-tax loss of $422 million oh my God. in its homes segment. And they reported this to the board and and their and the shareholders, right? Yeah. If I said, Michael, uh, 
I have to report a pre-tax loss of $422. You'd be like, you're fired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> $422 million. It's so okay. funny because it was supposed, it was like projected, again, based on algorithms, misguided thinking, projected to be the largest sector of their business and was projected oh, yeah. to net them $20 billion from just that arm. And yeah, and here we are. <sighs> and here we are. They thought that this was going to be like a total like boon to their bottom line. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. And now I'm happy. <laughs> so here's here's what happened, right? So they're they're offering out at these um, estimate prices, and then going, wait, people aren't even buying them back at that same price. Like, mm-hmm. and we're trying to make money on this. Wait. Was our estimate too high? Now, some people made money because Zillow overpaid. Right. Right? Zillow overpaid. So to to you sellers who sold to Zillow, you know, you're like, no, I love Zillow. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> no kidding, yeah. right? Um, but Zillow overpaid, which yeah. means now they're going to sell those properties for a loss. I will say, though, too, because I have to be very careful when I talk about this stuff. They're going to report a loss. Like, don't let this thing, oh, I would never buy a house then. If even Zillow is losing money, you know? Yeah. Um, if Zillow just hung on to those homes for like a decade, maybe they would make money. Mm-hmm. But by the way, they're holding on to homes and they're a tech company. They have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and in so many cases, they tried to circumvent Real estate agents. Mm-hmm. That's like the upsetting part is it could have had a very different story if it wasn't fundamentally designed to eliminate the agent or, you know, kick out that expertise factor. Exactly. And it could have been wildly successful. But I to go back to the point of the seller who probably made a good buck on their home and might like Zillow, there's real collateral damages of this. So, you know, oh, yeah. there's sure some people whose pockets were padded there's thousands and thousands of people who've lost their jobs real estate values across the entire country are now overinflated and that's a huge part of it because we're basing it off of this flawed metric or mm-hmm. actual sales at a wrong number are skewing our appraisals and and that's not doing anything for home affordability which is a huge issue in our country so i don't know like it, there's like i said collateral damage to that there's a lot of people who have been bitten by this or or who will be bitten by this and they just don't see it yet yeah it's 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 unfortunate across the board because like you just said agents who are good at their jobs are also going well i have to use this as a comp it did sell for that Mm -hmm. i can note that it was to a company who had no idea what they're doing so it really isn't the market but yeah they tried to cut the agent out of it so I, I've been reading a lot of articles about this and I haven't seen this brought up yet. So this is Matt's original thought. Okay. okay. Um, here's my, here's my, here's what I'm putting out there. If the wall street journal wants to call me and be like, wow, tell us more. You're so brilliant. <laughs> um, you know, just follow uh, me on Insta. I don't even know what my Insta at is. I think it's at Matthew Atwood. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> Um, some random other Matthew Atwood's uh-huh. going to be like, oh my gosh, I have all these new followers now. And a request from the Washington Post. Right? So, okay, here we go. All the time, all the time, 
agents get frustrated by for sale by owners, mm-hmm. right? People who think I don't need representation and there are real statistics out there, real tangible data of the massive, like, like five figure on average, five figure amount of money that is, is lost basically mm-hmm. because they didn't work with a professional. Yep. Right. Yep. Now we have Zillow who did the biggest, you know, for sale by owner slash for to buy by owner. You know what I mean? Not working with yeah. qualified representation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they literally just showed the world. This is why you work with a real estate agent because they weren't off by five figures or six figures or seven figures yeah. or eight figures. They were off by nine figures. Oh my God. Yeah. There, this is a quote now from, from this guy. Uh, they had a, a loss due to, this is a C, CEO of Zillow, due mm. to unintentionally purchasing homes at higher prices than our current estimates of future selling prices. What? Can you admit then? You just said it. We unintentionally purchase these homes at higher prices. Can I translate? Yeah. Yeah. Our estimate doesn't work. Exactly. <laughs> Oops. By the way, just in the last quarter, they bought 9,680 homes just in the last quarter. They've only sold 3,032 of those. So they either have to accept their loss and sell them at a loss, Mm -hmm. or they sit on this inventory. And who does that help as the housing shortage continues, as the inventory shortage continues? Mm -hmm. Who does that help? Right. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the CEO also said, we've been unable to accurately forecast future home prices. Uh, in both directions. Yeah, and they were unable to predict the whatever. He, that's what I thought you were going get to at, get at with the quote from him. He was unable to predict the volatility of the market. Right. Well, yeah. maybe that's because the market is a living, breathing thing and it needs to be analyzed and reacted to in real time, not taken as a snapshot, converted into an, I'm going to oversimplify, converted into an Excel spreadsheet with formulas based on that snapshot of time. And... You know what I mean? Like, of course you couldn't. Nobody can. I mean, unless you're calling in Miss Cleo over here and she's on your payroll, nobody can. We don't predict the future of the market. We just act in real time in alignment with what it's doing. The the thing, I mean, I obviously get very passionate about home prices and and home sales and and these tech companies thinking they can come in and shake everything up. By the way, I'm not anti-tech. We are a month and a half-ish away from launching some unbelievable tech, which we'll tell you more about in future episodes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, that is going to empower our agents like never before, that is going to stun the, the general public at how much more knowledge and information and data and research we have at our fingertips than anybody else in the market. Um, I, it, I'm so excited about this. It's it's amazing tech, and it's really going to empower 
what the agent knowledge is, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm not anti-tech. But the other thing that really drives me crazy, other than, you know, the housing market being screwed up by Zillow, <laughs> right. is they had to cut 25% of their workforce. Mm -hmm. Like, don't be so flippant about your Silicon Valley, we made a tech thing, right? That now you're, you're just like, oh, well, shoot, we made a mistake. 25% of our workforce, you're fired. Yeah. Like, and we've said this on other episodes. Dad told us when you're the head of your house, you're responsible for your family. When the, you're the head of a company, you're responsible for everybody's family. And we take that to heart. We personally visit with people all the time to make sure that their lives are sustainable. I was just on a call yesterday um, with our director of growth and an agent and saying like, how do we, what, what quality of life are you looking for for your family? Mm -hmm. How can we help that? And how can we help support that? And, and um, he was blown away. By the way, it was uh, Ryan Bard, one of our amazing Relentless agents. Yeah, shout um, out to Ryan. Yeah, he's, he's so great. Up in the Duluth market, if you're looking for an agent, Ryan Bard is incredible. Um, and uh, so anyway, but yeah, just, oh, sorry, we made an oops, 25% of our workforce, bye. That's what I'm talking about when I say, there's a potential lack of integrity within, you know, yeah. systematically or intrinsically within the values of this tech company that you, if you're willing to take a gamble like that with the livelihood of at least a quarter of your people, mm -hmm. that seems at least mildly corrupt or at least to say, where were you checking in on this thing before it got to be in the billions of damages and irreparable, right? Like in order to, mitigate or correct or stop it earlier. So you are only having to let go of a few people instead of a quarter of your people or it, yeah. it just seems reckless and it, it seems irresponsible in my opinion, but that's easy for us to yeah. say on the other side. But it's not like, it's not like all the agents in the world were like shaking in their boots going, Oh my gosh, look at how they've created this tool that can mm. accurately predict things. Oh no. And then Zillow said, Hmm, we should turn this into an iBuyer. It's literally been the decade's biggest joke. Right. How did they not see this coming? Every single real estate agent out there is like, uh, this is terrible. My favorite meme out there, and I see it so many times, and I still just laugh every time I see it, is the A in Zillow stands for accuracy. There is no A in Zillow. <laughs> Good one. Good one. Yeah, I love that one. Okay. Are we going to get a letter from their attorney saying I, we're about desist? to have, actually there's someone at my door. I think it may be them. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yes, uh, uh, actually we're a tech company. Unless you forget uh, Siri, actually. Yeah. She whistle blew. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So. <clears throat> Thanks a lot, Siri. <laughs> uh, speaking of relentless agents, uh, Leslie Flukestad in, uh, in Fergus Falls is calling me right now. So let's wrap this up so I can call Leslie back and, uh, and help her, her and her family achieve all of their dreams. Okay, I have a little bit of lighter real estate news that I wanted to share okay. because I am who I am and you'll understand why this speaks to me. <clears throat> okay. This just in, pets influence the choice to move. If they wag their tail, buy it. If they bark, don't buy it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, uh, so um, as I, I'm sure we've talked about even in, in the last season, um, more people are getting pets because of the pandemic. You're at home, the surge in adoptions and, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, it's gone up quite a bit. There's also been a surge of people 
giving their animals back. And we just won't talk about those people. The people who have kept their pets and loved them as if they were their children are showing (laughs) a huge increase in their willingness to move solely for their pet. So survey says 43% of pet owners say they'd be willing to move just to accommodate their animal. Um, What's more is 68% uh, said that they would pass on a perfect home if it didn't meet their pet's needs. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. I was like, this is me. This is me. And then this article tries to like take a deep dive and make us out to be crazy people. (laughs) And I, so I'm going to just pour a whole heaping spoonful of salt, not just a grain on some of this. (laughs) I thought you said you were going to do a lighter note. Now we're going to get angry again. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, not angry. I think it's fun. Okay. Uh, but they're, they're then pushing it so far. It was a nice article to start with saying, you know, like, oh, more people are taking that into consideration. Uh, but those darn millennials, here we go, Ugh. are even shopping for homes with their pets in tow. They're seeking their pets' feedback as they tour homes for sale. 20% of uh, U.S. millennials surveyed say they do bring their pets with them to look at their home. Women are more likely to bring their pets with them than their men. Than their men. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is like, okay, whole heaping spoonful of salt. But, <laughs> uh, and then they have about uh, one in five people say if they've rejected a home for some pet related reason. Pets are important. We love our animals, our four legged friends, and they deserve to have a, a say. You know what I mean? They have to live there too. And you know what? I think about this probably too much. I get the luxury of like leaving. You know, I go to work and I go to the store and I go to the movies and I go out for drinks. I like I go. They see these four walls almost endlessly aside from the occasional walk. I'd argue they have more rights. They do. They do. They're really bringing you along. They are. To see if you're okay with it. That's how I feel when I come home. I'm I'm just glad that my dogs let me live here. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And I mean, really, if you think about it, they're they're the the best uh, uh, species because they make like they let you live with them. They let you feed them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They let you take care of them and they make you pay for the whole mortgage. Yes. Oh, by the way, you're going to have to go get a job and you're going to have to go. You're going to have to do this. (laughs) Sometimes they let me pet them, but only sometimes depends on the day. That's funny. Well, awesome. I need to go take uh, uh, Zanac or, or Z- I don't know, I, Prozac maybe. I need to go take something and calm myself down. Um, or maybe some whiskey. Hey, um, it is but, 9 a.m. But you know what? It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, and let's just pretend we're back in Hawaii. No, that was... That was That's the opposite wasn't. direction. Never mind. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I hope you all make this a wonderful week. I can't wait to hear all of your feedback on our Zillow talk uh, by just clicking on that little link and sending us a little voicemail. We'll play it right here on the air unless you use a curse word. We don't do that on this. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I oh, I forgot. I was going to I was going to do one of these. You know, poor Zillow. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that their Zestimate is super accurate? Okay. There's it. The, okay, you. whatever. I've got buttons Matt too. just got buttons and he's really 
living for it. I'm so excited. And I totally forgot about them because I was so excited. Okay, so make it a great week. Listen to us on all of the things. By the way, I'm not saying like you go listen to us on Apple and and you over there listen to us on Spotify. I'm telling all of you go listen to our same podcast on all of the platforms. It really helps our listeners. There you go. There you go. That's what you're saying. So once you finish listening on one, why don't you just queue them up on all of them actually at the same time and hit play? And it'll, you can get yelled at from all, all oh. kinds of angles. In stereo. In stereo. In surround sound. <laughs> that sounds like my nightmares. All right. Uh, yeah. Say thank you so much. Uh, give us a follow and we will see you next time. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Well, you know, I'd like to say that that was a lot of fun, um, but it was uh, a lot of other feelings <laughs> other than fun. What are you talking about? I'm proud of myself. I thought I was going to come into this episode having an aneurysm, right. and, and I didn't. So <laughs> I'm good. You did well. You managed your emotions pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I thought so. By the way, was that like a three-hour episode we just did? I kind of blacked out in the middle there. Uh, I, you know what? It I'm was good. Sure. It was golden content. Um and people will appreciate it. Okay, okay, cool. Uh, hey, what do we got coming up next week? I'm so excited because uh, we had so much fun when we talked about Halloween horror stories just a couple weeks ago, right? And now that right. we're coming up on Thanksgiving, I thought it would be so much fun again to talk about Thanksgiving's Gone Wrong. <laughs> Perfect. Yes, I'm so excited about that. Yes. Okay, so be sure to check back next week um, and I guess survive the cold as well as you can. Hang in there, guys. You know what? This is real. This is me. This is exactly who I'm supposed to be now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, back to being so, angry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like you're about to sing a I song. Say, I think I almost <laughs> misquoted that. I was going to say it's Hannah Montana, but I'm pretty sure it's Camp Rock. Still Disney Channel. <clears throat> original thought of the day, or maybe of the week. I, I don't have that much brain power to give too many original thoughts out into the world. Okay, now I'm happy. <laughs>